AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. In LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Greetings and welcome inside. Rogan and Rodney at AM570 LA Sports. Fred on the way to Atlanta for the game this weekend. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for the guys today as we talk Dodgers confidence level. Lakers have game two. Look, Jared Goff return. Rob Parker, this is an exciting big time sports weekend coming up. And I just want to let you know. If you say something I really disagree with, I have a big trump card here because I'm going to hit the Vic the Brick gong to let everybody know that what you're saying is is absolutely 100% inaccurate. And it's well, a much bigger gong than the last time I was in the studio. Well, your wrist will be hurting today because I'm not... <laughs> you're going to say a lot of wrong things? All as, right, very as, good. As, as you know, I'm just not going to be marching with the band is what I won't be doing. I'm going to give you the honest take, and I know only people where their team is down... Uh, you know, a couple of down in the series and going on the road can parade around and act like everything's great and the Dodgers are going to win. There's no doubt about it. Come on. I'm, I'm here for a little reality check today. I'm not here to rain on your parade. Big win yesterday and uh, much needed to keep the season alive. But there's some issues with this Dodger team. This is not 2020. This is not 2020. I think people need to be realistic about it uh, as we go forward including you, Jason Smith. I, I'm completely realistic. And I, I, I'm going to hold off on the gong there for a second so you can get more into your take, which is going to be wrong. But, look, last night, you look, you and I have watched baseball for a long time, right? You covered the Philadelphia A's in, in 1925, right? You and Connie Mack That's go right. back a long I, way. Hey, I gave him that uh, tie that he uh, was wearing, you know? <laughs> You covered the Cleveland Spiders back in 1898 and said, "Guys, disband." I know that was that was that was you covering that team. Look, watching last night, and this is why I feel great about the Dodgers this weekend. Right? It, obviously, if Chris Taylor hits three more home runs, everything's going to be great. But last night was the big finish him game for the Braves. Right? This was it. They had everything going their way. This was Justin Turner is out for the rest of the postseason, so a top-heavy Dodger lineup really gets hurt with another big bat out. They come into this game, it's a bullpen game. All right, so already the Dodgers are in a deficit just trying to use uh, tape and gum to try to figure things out. The Dodgers have their preferred starter on the mound and freed on regular rest. They have everything going. This is their closeout game. They get two runs in the top of the first on Freddie Freeman's home run, and Joe Kelly can't even finish the inning. He gets hurt. Now he's out for the playoffs. This is it. This was your game where this is how we go on to the World Series. And instead, the Dodgers wriggle off the hook. They pound out a bunch of hits. And now the Braves can sit here and say to themselves, hey, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. You know they're thinking about last year. You know now they're saying, man, now it's Scherzer on the mound with regular rest for, for game six here. Uh, yeah, this was a big deal for the Braves to blow that last night. That was their finish him game, and they couldn't do it. I feel great about the Dodgers this weekend. I could not disagree more with you. Uh, I, I, I wow, get that's it. a loud gong. Wow, I, I <laughs> gong get is it loud. That, 
that they wanted to win and get it over with and put them out. I, you know, I get that part, yes. And your, and your best uh, laid plans, you would have loved to have swept the Dodgers so there's no chance of them beating you. So I get all that. But that's not how it works. Baseball doesn't work like that. And let's be, let's be fair, the Dodgers are a way better team than the Braves on paper. The, the Braves don't even have their best player in Ronald Acuna. They don't even have their best player. So the notion that the Braves were supposed to come to L.A. and beat a team that has a $275 million payroll and have the players and are the defending champs and were supposed to finish the Dodgers off in five games, easy breezy, that's just not realistic. When you win your first two games at home, the goal is to win at least one game, come back home, and give yourself a shot. That's what the Braves did. And the one game they won, the one game they won was the most important game after they gave up a game that looked like it was in the bag. They came back from game four and handled handled the Dodgers. It looked after game three like the Dodgers had all the momentum. Tell me they didn't, Jason, after they came back in that game down five to two and they won that game late. So everybody's like, oh, here we go. Braves going to choke. The Braves came out the next night and beat the Dodgers big time. I beat, This is not the same Atlanta Braves. I'll be the first one to tell you that Atlanta's choke Atlanta. We've seen it. They've choked time and time again. This team feels different for me, this Atlanta Braves team. And here's the other part. If you're going to be honest about the Dodgers, it's not the same Dodger team that won a championship a year ago. It's not. Clayton Kershaw, not pitching. That guy was awesome last year when they won the World Series. They got no Justin Turner, no Max Muncy. I mean, those are major uh, subtractions from this team. And now, Max Scherzer, as great as he is, I watched the guy pitch in Detroit, as great as he is, you can't tell me he's the same Max Scherzer we've seen in years gone by. It hasn't been as crisp and as good as he has been, whether it's a dead arm or a hamstring or whatever he was dealing with, he hasn't been that guy. So, you know, put on a happy face, feel good that the season is is extended, but if you just strictly believe the Dodgers are going to win and come back from 3-1 because they came back from 3-1 last year, you're going to be in for a rude awakening because I don't think it's going to be that easy. All right, well, answer, answer me this. We talked about, you just said the Dodgers have the momentum after game three. They didn't have it, right? Because Urias was awful, right? He was terrible. They had he 11... won 20 games. You talk he about having game. your gut. You just said yeah. that the Braves had freed on the mound after they came back and won game three with Urias on the mound. You don't think the Dodgers felt good about where they were going to be? Oh, of course they did. But okay, they, and what happened? You didn't, get, you didn't get a game from Urias, all right? Okay. But now, let me throw this at you now. So coming off this game tonight, off that game yesterday, Going in it tomorrow, Max Scherzer, Ian Anderson. Who who do you really think is going to give you the better game off the mound? Who no, you, can you I, honestly I get tell on me paper, it's not going to happen paper, for Scherzer? I get on paper, but it, the game's not played that way. And the Braves were able to walk the Dodgers off against their bullpen in Atlanta. They will be at home. This is not Globe Life, and they're in the bubble of of Arlington a year ago. This is a little different. If you didn't watch those games in Atlanta and the crowd and what it felt felt like, all I'm saying is don't underestimate and don't throw in the Braves team of a year ago to this team. I think they're better. I really, really do. 
and I think the Dodgers have been hurt by injuries. And if you can lose key players like that and win, I'm going to tip my cap. I'll be the first one in line. But if they fall short, they got the better team, the bigger roster, more, way more stars. If they don't win, I don't want to hear anything about Max Muncy. I don't want to hear anything about Justin Turner being hurt. I don't want to hear about Max Scherzer had a dead on. I don't want to hear any of that because uh, the Dodgers are the better team on paper, but that's not how it's won. You know, what do they say? The definition of insanity is is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? How many times have we seen the Dodgers backs to the wall elimination games and they win and they go on to win the series? They've been doing it for the past decade. Right, they've been doing how it many a World long Series time. do they have in the they, past decade? They won, since you're they, talking about they, the World Series last year. No, I'm, I'm asking you about, and the, they won the division eight years in a row before this year, uh, made the playoffs nine straight years, and you're right, they have been, and they've they've been able to uh, win, not always the biggest games. So I'm I don't know where, other than last year, where the confidence is that this is a layup. My my only conversation is. Stop making it like it's a layup, like the Dodgers are in the driver's seat down 3-2 to two going to Atlanta. They're not in the driver's seat. I'm not saying it's impossible and they can't win, but to play it like they got the Braves right where they want them, I think that's disingenuous. If any team in Major League Baseball can do this, we've seen the Dodgers do it, right? They're comfortable in these kinds of situations. They're comfortable down three in the eighth inning because we've seen them walk off regularly, more regularly than any other team in Major League Baseball in the past few years. Yeah, they got to win one more game than the Braves. Okay, this is not we're down three zip. and uh, They got to win one more game. They have the better pitching matchup going into tomorrow. That's a big advantage for the Dodgers. And if they're the better Did team, they have that in game four? They, they did have it, and they didn't oh, win. Oh, okay. Okay, they didn't have I, it, they didn't that's, win. That's my point, is that I get what you're saying, but it's not automatic. And if Max was coming off of uh, pitching really well or something, then maybe, and he was in midseason form, then maybe I would buy that. I don't know what Max Scherzer we're going to get. I, I don't. I, you know, the extra rest should help. Does he have a tired arm? Is he knocked out after three innings? I, I don't know. You don't know either, Jason. You not, you're not sure what which Max Scherzer is showing up. Not that, that not that it has anything to do with heart. He has a heart of a lion. I've seen this guy pitch big games for years, but I'm not sure which Max Scherzer is showing up in Atlanta on Saturday. If you had to put money on one of these pitchers pitching great, right? Who has the better game throwing the ball? If it's Max Scherzer or Ian Anderson, you're really going to say it's not going to be Scherzer? You really yeah, think I, I get Ian that, Anderson's but if that was the case, we'd all be living in Vegas and betting every day because it's a piece of cake and it's automatic. My point is, you're right, but that's not how the games play out because you don't know what the situation or circumstances. You don't know uh, what what condition Max Scherzer's in. You don't know if uh, where the umpire, what pitch the umpire didn't missed. Uh, which led to a guy, instead of striking out, hitting a three-run home run. There's a lot of other things that factor in. All I'm saying is for people to act as if the Braves haven't done anything and aren't in position, just like the Astros went back to Houston up 3-2. to They went and, and they did what they had to do in Boston, and now they're set up to have to win one of the final two games. And if the Braves don't do it, then, then the Dodgers have made an, another epic comeback, and we'll talk about it. The, the Dodgers are trying to do something that no National League team has done since 1975-1976, which is to repeat as a World Series championship, a ch champion. 
the, the, the big red machine is the last National League team to repeat as World Series champs. That's all I'm saying. The history is not on the Dodgers' side. But going into these games, when you talk about advantage and the pop possibility of them winning two games, yeah, I'm going to give it to the Dodgers. Look, Scherzer's been good. Rob, in the playoffs, Max Scherzer started four games. He's given up four earned runs. Okay, yes, he gave up two earned runs in four innings the other day when he said his arm was dead, but now he's got full rest coming back. Four earned runs in four postseason games, including the big closeout of the Giants. Uh, I, I think Max Scherzer, I, I'm pretty confident, thinking he's going to pitch well tomorrow. You think he's pitched well? Seriously, I, I'm, I'm asking you, as he pitched, like we know Max Scherzer to pitch in the ball, he's been spotty. He's His control in the first game he pitched in the playoffs, he had seven three-ball Three two counts. That that's not Max Scherzer, right? But he allowed one run. I, end, I get it, but run. it was on a tightrope. Is my point is okay. that he, he that that's not what we're used to. Seven three two counts. That's not Max Scherzer. No, but I will still take one earned run per game. I don't care how many three ball counts you go to. I'll still take that. And even when he pitched awful and oh, but four and a third, and he threw so many pitch. Was still only two runs. The Dodgers lost that game 5-4. It's not like, hey, he didn't give him a chance like Urias the other night. I, I feel pretty good about Scherzer going into tomorrow, Robbo. I, I feel pretty good about him. All right. We, we can agree to disagree. I, We're going to have to. All I'm saying is I don't <laughs> think it's as easy uh, as um, people are making it out. And, and again, you know, we'll see about the, uh, the offense as well. And, and, you know, did they use up? All their bullets. I don't know how many times I've seen in baseball team go double digits, 10, 11 runs, and get shut out or score one run the next day. I'm sure there were Dodger fans out there going, don't use them all up today. <laughs> save a few for Saturday. Chris Taylor, can you save a home run or two for Saturday? Okay. Uh, we'll take calls on this next hour here at AM570 LA Sports. Uh, Rogan and Rodney out today. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for the guys. Coming up next, Jerry Harrison Jr., Dodgers broadcaster, stops by. We'll see if he shares optimism, if he's like Rob Parker and he's just hating on things. What? I'm a Debbie Downer today because I'm not uh, you know, leading a parade? I'm just saying the defending champs with a, with a great pitcher on the mound in game six and you're, oh, it's the Braves' time. I haven't seen a team like this since Dale Murphy and Bob Horner back in the 80s when I covered the Braves. I mean, you know, I, That's where you're going with this. Can't did, wait. Did you All ever right. cover the Braves? Did you cover Bob Horner? No, I, I, I never no. worked in Atlanta. I've been through there. You know? Really? I know. Ball, you know I've worked everywhere, but yeah. I didn't work in Atlanta. Right? All right. All right. Just, I was just making sure. I thought maybe you'd have a story about that. I thought maybe that would be something. All right. Other than Magic City, I have no <laughs> stories when you talk about <laughs> So you were in on the, on, on the six-foot social distancing rule before it became a thing. Exactly. Ah, exactly. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca Rob at Rob Parker FS1 Jason Smith Rob Parker in for the guys Jerry Ashton Jr. coming up next is he confident what are we going to get from Max Scherzer keep it right here it's big time game six Braves Dodgers preview AM 570 LA Sports thanks for joining us on your ride thank you very much yes speaking of which traffic Brad Rogan AM570 LA Sports, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Rogan and Rodney today. And it is all Dodgers right now. Suddenly, 
They have life after the big win yesterday, going into Game 6 tomorrow with Max Scherzer joining us now on the hotline. A guy I love going back and forth with on Twitter, whether it's about the Dodgers or the Lakers or anything else. Jerry Harrison. Jerry, what's happening, man? What's up? What's going on? How you guys doing? Good, man. Hey, is it okay? I mean, we could talk Lakers, but we should probably talk Dodgers today. Is that okay? Yes, we could talk a, a, a little Lakers, <laughs> a, a lot of Dodgers, and we can also talk some Chicago Bulls, too. All right. Wow, well, look we at already you. know that. Right. He's full service. All right, so let, let's start here, because Rob and I talked about this a few minutes ago. Where's your confidence level right now? How do you feel? Scale of 1 to 10 going into the game tomorrow. Is it the same as last year? Is it different? Where are you right now? Well, every year is different. You know, I'm going to say at a 9, especially the way our pitching is lined up. You know, we, we are dealing with injuries. We just lost Josh, uh, Justin Turner. We just lost Joe Kelly. But you know what? The Braves have been dealing with injuries, too, so... You're deep here in the postseason. You're going to be having those type of injuries to all clubs. But the way they approached their at-bats last night, uh, forget about the home run. Just the long ball is always good. But they're going up there making an effort as far as two-strike hitting, going the other way. And wait, when, when they do that, they score runs, and then, then they start driving the baseball out of the ballpark. So uh, if they keep with that approach, and Max Scherzer is healthy, and he pitches a Max Scherzer type of game, uh, they're going to win game six. And if they win game six, <laughs> all the pressure goes to Atlanta game seven. Here's the issue why, Jerry, I'm exact opposite of you. And I get why you think you got a, a plus nine or you're at the nine scale. The Dodgers, a lot of times, we have saw it in the Giants series, is feast or famine. They were shut out twice in that series. So I'm, I'm worried that they used up 11 runs and might not have uh, a lot come game six. And the other thing is, as great as Max Scherzer is, and you use that if word, if Max Scherzer is Max Scherzer, and the reason you use that is he hasn't been. He hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been as great as this guy has been in the past. We saw his last two starts in the regular season. He gave up 10 earned runs, and he's been spotty. Uh, in the postseason, I'm worried about Max Scherzer. I don't think he's the Max Scherzer that we that we've known over the years pitching this, this well, postseason. I, I tell you what, I, I use the word if, uh, and I'll let you know. And I could say it now. Uh, Max was dealing with a hamstring issue uh, late in the year, and that hamstring has now uh, subsided. He feels he, he does feel great, and the reason why he didn't go deep in the ball games because the last t- couple times out in the playoffs is because we asked him to come out uh, on short rest or we asked him to come out of the bullpen, and he had that dead arm. And I'm hoping with the extra day of rest, normally starters get four days in between starts. He got five. You know what? He may get six, depending on the off days. But he definitely has extra rest. And hopefully, with that extra rest, um, he was able to go out there and, and pitch his game. And if he's pitching his game, I mean, he is as good as anybody. So we asked a lot for Max Scherzer uh, late in the season, especially pitching on short rest. But now he's on regular rest, if not uh, an extra day. I'm hoping uh, he'll be okay. And if he goes out there and does his thing, this offense better have that same approach, going the other way, uh, taking what the defense gives you with all those shifts. You need to be a shift buster, as Dave Roberts talked about. Go the other way. Take your hits and steal your bases because it is a free-for-all. Right now, Rob, I could steal a base against the Braves, and I'm 45 years old. With no, I get, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, the catcher's I... on one knee. Or that, that is a base runner's dream. 
for a catcher to be on one knee, he's not ready to throw you out. And those guys have been ca- haven't been caught once. So hopefully these guys get on base and take advantage of that and steal a lot of bases and get in scoring position. Dodger World Series champion with us, Jerry Harrison Jr. He's on Twitter at the real Jay Hare. That's at the real Jay Hare, who can apparently still steal a base. Uh, all right, Jerry. So when what I look at coming off of this game, look, you know the old adage: momentum is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. And I get that, but f- Game Five was a finish him game for the Braves. Like yep. this is it. Everything was going their way. Justin Turner's out. The top heavy lineup lost a big bat. They're coming into this game. The Dodgers have to go to a bullpen game. They have their preferred starter and freed on regular rest going. They get two runs in the top of the first inning. Joe Kelly leaves with an injury. This had to be a game the Braves won and the Dodgers getting off the hook. I can you just really throw that away mentally and say, ah, we'll get no. it back the next game? No, you can't. You know what? I played with Eric Young. Uh, we were teammates. He's the first base coach. I played under Ron Washington, the third base coach. He was my manager in Texas. Those two guys had that finishing mentality. Hey, we got to keep these guys down and got to finish them. We have our ace on the mound and Max, Max Freed. We need to make sure we take advantage of that. Uh, they jump on early 2 nothing. The Dodgers were left for dead. You know, I thought after that first inning, I was like, wow, that's going to be tough. And then the offense really came to life. And CT3 talked about this. I know Mookie Betts as well. For whatever reason, this team loves being uh, going into games as far as elimination games, knowing that their backs are against the wall, meaning we lose, we go home. So we have to make sure we have great at-bats, do what we do, and they find ways to win those type of ball games. And they got two more games like this. So I'm hoping they have that same approach against guys that can be had. No disrespect to Ian Anderson. No disrespect to, uh, to Morton, who's been a great pitcher in the postseason. Max Fries is their ace. And he's a left-handed pitcher. That's two guys that two, uh, two uh, things that the Dodgers really struggle with. You know, the breaking ball and from the left-hander. Max Fried, and he had both of those. And the Dodgers found a way, grinding out at bats, to win that ball game. So I would say advantage Dodgers if they have the same approach they had uh, last night. I think this is a different Braves team than the one that choked last year. I got to admit, because after they gave up game three, which they, they had easily, they were winning five to two with relatively with relative ease. They give that game up. And what do they do at Dodger Stadium in game four? They bounce right back and win a convincing game. That was the game that told me because they could have wilted after that game. They could have melted down and been like, hey, Jerry, we know Atlanta has a history. It's called Choke Atlanta for a reason, not just the, the, the Braves, but the Falcons and Georgia. We could go on and on and on about uh, the collapse jobs that Atlanta has had. You don't think they remember that? Hey, hey Rob, you don't think they, they know that? And they that's what that, I would be saying I... on the plane. And you know what I'll also be saying? Uh, the Atlanta, they have great uh, lineup. They got extremely talented players. Uh, I love Jock Peterson. Freddie Friedman is one of my favorite players. He is a pro's pro. Rosario is having an incredible postseason. Uh, respect all those guys. But you have to figure, and they know this too, the law of averages, you figure, man, those guys were red, red hot. you got to figure they're due to make some outs now. That's how I, I would kind of approach it. And on the flip side, boys, we're due to get red hot. You know, now this is the time we can get red hot. We, we've made outs. We haven't had really great at-bats this series. But now it's time for Trey Turner to get hot. We saw what CT3 did last night, A.J. Pollock. So I'm hoping this is the carryover effect. And I really believe 
Albert Pujols being in that lineup really helps us, and I think he'll be in that lineup again to negate Ian Anderson's changeup. He throws a lot of changeup against the left-handed batters. I think we're going to see more right-handed batters, A.J. Pollock and um, Albert Pujols, in that lineup tomorrow to negate Anderson's uh, changeup. If, if uh, let me follow up. If Muncie was healthy and and Justin Turner were were healthy, I would feel a, a, a lot better about the Dodgers situation. I think you're asking for a lot. Those are two are. big core guys who have come up big for this franchise, and I just think the loss of those two guys and to think that it's not going to affect the Dodgers long term, maybe not for a game or so, but long term, I think that's a big loss. Both of those. It is a big loss. No question about it. When you lose Max Muncy, it's going to sting. It's going to sting losing Justin Turner. But make no mistake about it, this team has plenty of firepower. A.J. Pollock is a stud. CT3, we saw what he did last night. He hit a game winner in that wild card game, the walk-off. He's an all-star this year. Trey Turner is a beast. He is yet to catch fire. He had a couple hits yesterday. Hopefully that really gets him going. We have Mookie Betts as well. Cody Bellinger is swinging the bat like he has been. Uh, you know, the previous couple years, he's back to, to full form. You have plenty of offensive firepower to go out there and negate the Atlanta Braves pitching staff. And on the flip side, you're going to run out Max Scherzer and Walker Bueller, game six and game seven. You can't tell me, and I'm going to tell that clubhouse, I would tell that clubhouse right now, you can't tell me we don't have enough to win. We definitely have more than enough. We just have to execute. He's on Twitter at the real Jay Hare. That is at the real Jay Hare. Jerry Harrison Jr. Jerry, as always, thanks so much. And if you get in the game tomorrow and steal a base, you got to wave to both of us uh, after you steal yeah, a second. Well, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be flying to Atlanta tonight. Actually, when when the, when the plane leaves, I'm hoping the lady leave. I may hop on it like a like a the luggage rack. Get on the plane. I will steal a base, but here's the thing. I'm going to have to be uh, choppered out of there, landing on second base because both hamstrings are going to blow up. You already I'm know also that. Say, Rob, right. Rob, the Lakers get their first win tonight against uh, – they're playing the Suns, right? Yes. Yeah. They play the Suns tonight. Lakers win big tonight. There I'm it is. not buying it, but I, I want to hear. I can't. I'm not buying it. Not that. Not that old group right there. That Golden guys. I'm not buying it yet. And who's playing defense, Jerry, oh, on the boy. Lakers? Tell me. I want to oh, know boy. who's playing defense. Uh, Avery Bradley will play defense when he's in there. Okay. Russell Westbrook will, will have a lot better game, both offensively and defensively. Bron is going to do his thing, and then AD will be a force tonight. There it is. Everything you need to know as he gets ready for a Knicks-Bulls Eastern Conference Finals. It is Jerry Harrison. <laughs> Jay, as always, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Have fun. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Great stuff from Jerry Harrison. Rob, Rob, you're not believing in anything right now, man. No. Look, look, I'm... The Lakers have three of the top 75 NBA players of all time on their list now. They have to be able to win tonight. Yes, and that plus 250 will get me on the New York City subway. So, yeah, okay. Thank you. Dude, that. I don't think it's 250 for the subway anymore. I think it's more than that. It's 250 it's a plus more. a rat. That'll get you on. <laughs> you know, but what's interesting, you know, we brought up the guys that are missing from from the Dodger lineup. And, and here's a really interesting thing. And obviously, look, the ballots are in. And at the end of the season, I said, look, Brandon Crawford's the MVP in the National League, what he did, you know, for, for the Giants all season long. But I could make a really good case after seeing the Dodger lineup struggle the way they did that Max Muncy's the MVP in the National League. Because you, you've you seen, and it's hard to say, oh, look what they did without him, but really, 
look what happened without him. I mean, he's missing the cog in the middle of that lineup. You know, when he went out the end of the regular season, suddenly they really started struggle to scoring runs again. And I don't think it's it's a far leap to go, well, when you're missing that big bopper in the middle of the lineup that, that everybody feeds around and off of, yeah, I can make a pretty good uh, uh, comment and, and, and pretty good opinion that he's really the MVP in the National League. Yeah, I mean, you could make a case, and that's why I think that the Dodgers have a tall order not having him. And he is an important piece, but but for the Giants to do what they did and what Crawford did for the Giants, I mean, come on, like the payrolls are not even close. The roster's not even close. They, they took the division away from the Dodgers, even by one game. The Dodgers are the team that went out and got, uh, you know, uh, uh, Trey Turner and, and – and um, Max Scherzer at the trade deadline. I mean, all the stuff and the roster and whatnot. The Dodgers were supposed to be there. The Giants weren't. I mean, it was about the Dodgers and the Padres. Nobody even mentioned the Giants even making the playoffs. And for them to win a division and get into, uh, you know, the divisional round or whatever, and they lost in five games. They had a great season. I still think Crawford is. But Max Muncy is, he might be the MVP of the Dodgers, I don't think he's the MVP of the National League. Uh, we're going to take some phone calls on the Dodgers coming up next hour, 866-987-2570. That's 866-987-2570. Uh, now, going forward, right, you heard Jerry Harrison talk about all the players, what's missing, going into tomorrow, how much mentally the makeup of it is. You re- After talking to him, you really don't think it's in the Braves' head of last year and what went on because it's a lot of the same players. Even though they're going home, they, hey, it was a neutral site last year. They went home in seven games. Uh, they have to be coming off this game yesterday going, man, we missed that big chance. And 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 it's almost like whistling through the graveyard a bit, thinking, oh, we're good. We're going home to win. Okay, I get, I get the confidence part of it, but you know that's got to be in their heads about it. See, I, I don't because I think that the meltdown could have happened where after they lost game three in the fashion that they did, they could have lost all the games and then it could have really been over. If they gotten sw- you know lost that game and then you know lose lose all three in L.A., th- then you got a different conversation going on. But that didn't happen, and that's why I don't think this team is the same as a year ago. That game last uh, game four was was really impressive to me because I thought that they had been, you know, their confidence was shot. They're looking over their shoulder. Oh, here we go again. And they didn't do that. They responded. And that's why I think, uh, and they responded against a 20-game winner against one of the best pitchers in the Dodgers rotation. Why in the world would the Braves now feel like they can't win? I just don't, I don't even understand like where that mentality would come the way that they won in Atlanta, late, their last at-bats, and then uh, to do what they did in game four, bouncing back in a big way. And even yesterday, you know, they lost. They got drubbed 11-2. They came out, hit a couple. uh, They got off to a 2-0 lead, and, and, you know, it looked like, hey, but it was early. It was early. The first inning, they scored two runs. That didn't mean the game was over. Anybody who thought the game was over in the first inning, I think was, um, you know, not being realistic, especially – when you have a team like the Dodgers that won a World Series last year, they have confidence. They're not going to go out on a whimper. They're going to fight their way until the last out. It's hard to get closeout games. I've been covering baseball for 35 years. I've seen people struggle to close it out, and, and it ain't easy. Trust me. So this whole idea that the Braves were supposed to come to L.A., close out the Dodgers, 
who have a far superior roster. It wasn't going to happen that way. The Braves did what, what they needed to do, which was win one in L.A. to bring it back, especially after they won the first two games at home. I think they don't feel like, oh, man, we blew it. There's no, there's no way we can win. They feel like all they have to do is win one game, and I'm sure they don't want to be a game seven, so Saturday is the game you want because anything can happen in a game seven, Jason. You know that. You're starting to convince yourself, Rob. You're starting to come to my side of uh, it. No, I'm not. You're starting to no, do I'm it. not. Look, I, 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 get your, I get your point about, hey, for the Braves doing what they win the first two, they want to win one and go home. But you're up 3-1. And as I said, you had everything going your way. You had the injury to Turner. You had the dodge in the bullpen game. You had your ace. You had a two-run lead in the first inning. You still couldn't do it. Right? That, that's a that's a big-time epic fail. That's like me saying, Rob, I'm going to bring you a chocolate shake. Right? And I go and I get the chocolate shake and I put all the best ice cream in it. And I put all the, 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 the most high-profile, the best percentage chocolate you could possibly have. I get the best whipped cream possible. And I even got the big long spoon in it for you so you can have it however you want. And I go, here you go. All you got to do is drink it. All you got, everything is prepared. Everything is set up for you. All you got to do is drink it. Here, even take a taste out of it to make sure you like it. You taste it and go, oh my God, this is the best shake ever. And I hand it to you and you put it in your hand and you drop it in your lap and it gets all over. That's what the Braves did yesterday. That's what happened. It's a, it's a tough thing to say everything is going your way. All you got to do is drink the shake. They couldn't drink the shake. I drink your milkshake. They couldn't drink the shake, Rob. Yeah, but the only problem is if you use that, then then the Dodgers should have had the momentum after they won game three in dramatic fashion with, with one of their aces on the mound and everything lined up for them, and, and they didn't do it. I mean, that, that, like, like that's what I'm trying to tell you is it ain't that easy. If that was the case, then the Dodgers, after that epic comeback, should have won the, the next three, uh, and then you would say there was the turning point when the Braves were up 2-0 and they were up 5-2 in the eighth inning and they coughed it up the Dodgers won that game. They come back and they win game four, right, because they had the momentum after uh, an unbelievable game three, but they didn't. They lost. And then they won yesterday in, a, in big fashion. So I, I understand why people feel like, okay, maybe, no, maybe it could happen. And because of last year, I just don't think it's, it's really fair to think that this is the same Braves team. They've, they've got some players on this team that have come up with big hits, even when Freddie Freeman and they beat the Brewers against Josh Hader, who's one of the toughest left-hander, left-handed pitchers against lefties. And this guy hadn't given up a run since July and had only given up seven career home runs to a lefty. And Freddie Freeman took him deep to win that series. I'm just saying, I don't believe that that Braves team that choked last year is this Braves team in 2021. Right, but if you're talking about closing out games being hard, who do you have more confidence that knows how to close games and close series out when it comes to it? When you're playing elimination games, you got to win that final game. You got to keep alive. I'll still take the Dodgers over the Braves in that. Braves are playing well. Braves are hot, right? They're they're one of the hottest teams. That's how it goes in baseball, right? The best teams get into the playoffs. The hottest teams win. The Braves get hot. But it comes down to winning that final game, and the Dodgers have a lot more experience doing that. I've seen them do it plenty of times before. But so you've also seen the Dodgers melt down and not win. I mean, as much as the Dodgers have played great over the last decade, everybody, you know what the story out there is, if they don't win and they get knocked out, they're turning into the Atlanta Braves when they had Smoltz and Glavin and all those guys and and uh, um, Smoltz, Glavin and and, and uh, Maddox 
and they had three Hall of Fame pitchers on the same staff, and they won one World Series. Remember, they won 14 out of 15 division titles in the East, and they didn't win. And if the Dodgers don't win, it'll be a great nine-year run with one World Series and mostly disappointment. So I, I just, I, you know, I hear you. You can say that because of last year. But I do remind you that last year erased a 32-year drought of them winning a World Series. So the Dodgers haven't been money and automatic. There have been a lot of disappointing moments. And I'm not going to blame them all the way, like just saying that the Dodgers choked. A lot of different factors. The Braves are playing well. The Dodgers aren't, don't have their full complement of players. So there's a couple things going on here. So I'm not saying that it's just a straight-up choke job, but I don't think it's as easy as people are making it out to be, and I don't believe the Dodgers are in the driver's seat. Twitter at how about a fresco Rob at Rob Parker FS1 Jason Smith Rob Parker in for Rogan and Roddy today on AM 570 LA Sports we got more Dodgers coming up in about 15 minutes Ned Coletti's going to stop by give us his thoughts on the weekend series against the Braves but coming up next Rob and I have disagreed about everything with the Dodgers and the Braves so far today but when it comes to the Lakers heading into game two and beyond uh, we are in complete agreement about what Wait a minute, thing. where's my gong? Since you're in complete <laughs> oh, hang agreement. Hang on, hang on, here you go, hang on. Wow. There you go. Well, we're in agreement together, so that's good. I mean, we're in agreement together on it. That's how it All is. Right. Uh, of what needs to change, even though it's only been one game for the Lakers. That's next right here on AM570. LA Sports. That gong is really loud. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. Uh, rolling in the palace, but you're too tame. I ain't for the South, but I appreciate the wood grain. Never calling me about the North, it's only two, man. I'm in the same building, but the flows of you change. I ain't for the waiting now. I bought a Rari and I did it just in the AM 570 LA Sports. Rogan and Rodney. Fred on his way to Atlanta. Jason Smith, Rob Parker. Fox Sports Radio, FS1, in for the guys today. We got Ned Coletti coming up in about 10 minutes or so to talk Dodgers. But, uh, you know, Rob, look, you and I have been on opposite sides of everything Dodger Braves so far here in the first hour. And I didn't know if there was going to be anything we were going to agree on today. But when it comes to the Lakers, I I I think you and I are on the same page here. You know, they have their second game tonight against the Suns. And, look, the Suns... Clearly picked up where the left off, having issues scoring. Devin Booker wasn't great in game one. If the Lakers continue to use Russell Westbrook like they used him in game one, that's a recipe for disaster, right? You got Russell Westbrook to be a ball-dominant point guard at what he's done the past dozen years, landing himself on the top 75 players of all time list. Uh, you got Russell Westbrook to do that, to have him play off the ball and, look, and sit in the corner where he's going to look for a three. He's a volume shooter. You got him to be a ball-dominant point guard, to take some of the pressure off of LeBron and, and AD. And when I hear Frank Vogel say, hey, it's going to be a little bit for Russ. He's got to fit into what we're doing here. I'm like, why are you taking it? You're turning him into a jag. He's going to be just a guy if you have him play off the ball. I, I don't get why the Lakers seem, hey, we're focused on turning this team into this way, and Russell Westbrook has to kind of fit in with what we're doing. I, I, I really think you brought him in to be Russell Westbrook, and he's not going to be that guy who doesn't have the ball in his hands. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, it doesn't make any sense. It's not going to work. That's not who he is. And you got to be able to put people in, in uh, position right to succeed. And without the ball, 
he's not a spot up shooter. He's not going to be where you you know just oh yeah hang out over here. We'll toss you the ball and knock it down. That's not what he does. So it's going to be a problem. And then the other thing too, uh, and it's just one game. Nobody's saying that he can't play and he's never going to get another triple double playing with the Lakers or anything like that. Because there's a lot of bad games that'll be there. We'll be able to fill it up, but uh, and play some minutes and get out there. But you saw LeBron and AD both played well. They, what did they score? 67 points total in their, in game one. And you just wonder uh, who's going to play defense too on that team. Like there's there's a a lot of the issues that people talked about when the when the deals were being made and. Uh, Westbrook and Carmelo and all the other pieces, parts that they put together. Jason, this team is, I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs, but it, it it can be a struggle. And what I'm hearing from people around the league is what the, the, the strategy against this team is make sure you make the extra pass against them and make this team defend. Those are the two things that they're talking about. And we're going to see how this thing goes forward. Make them defend make an extra pass, and you get an easier basket against them. It'll be interesting going forward. But so far, if this is the game plan, it's not going to work. You know, this is clearly like the Heatles, right? This is going to be, all right, you're adding a new guy to make it all work. It's going to it's going to be, I'm not going to say it's going to be rough, but it's going to be up and down for the first 15 or so games, right? I, I fully expect the Lakers to be around 500 after game 15 or so, and then 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 they'll start to pick it up after they've played together a while because, you know, the guys haven't had that chance to do it. But the key, why I like this team, yeah, I get they're old, but they're going to have a lot of guys play a lot of minutes and, and or, you know, a lot of different guys play minutes, so that should hopefully uh, tamp that down a bit, is that the key to this team is going to be LeBron. And LeBron clearly didn't trust the younger guys. On the team, just didn't right. Didn't didn't trust Kuzma. Didn't trust didn't trust a lot of the younger guys. So this is why the team has been remade for LeBron to say, "Hey, guys, I trust. I trust Melo. I trust White. I trust these guys. Let let let's go here." And that's going to be a better LeBron James because he's going to give the ball to guys that he trusts to make shots that he can trust within the frame of the offense because. If he didn't trust somebody, he didn't want to get them the ball. And and it wasn't a great offense, and it didn't flow. But this is his team. This is the team he wanted to put together. This is everything's got his blessing. This is the clutch sports Lakers. Hey, we got all the guys we want. We got LeBron's going to be a difference, and it's going to be once they get going, that's going to be a big key because LeBron's going to trust all these guys where he hasn't trusted the other guys, the younger guys especially in the past. Look, and all those younger guys, they're all gone. Right, they're all gone now. All those guys you thought, oh, they're gonna LeBron is gonna weave in the next era of the Lakers. No, those guys are all gone now, and they've been replaced by these players. Yeah, I I get that. There's just too many things that have to go right. That's why I can't trust in them. This is not about making the playoffs. This is the Lakers trying to win a championship, and I just think uh, too many pieces parts have to fit together. Too many people have to stay healthy. Too many older players. This league was plagued last year in the postseason with guys being hurt. LeBron has been hurt two of the three years he's been in L.A. Anthony Davis gets hurt every year except for the year that they were off for four months for the pandemic. I can go on and on and on. Like, like, like so many things. This is a jigsaw puzzle. This ain't easy. And that's what should worry Laker fans is that if something doesn't work out right, it throws off everything. This is one of those teams. So you could say, hey, LeBron's going to trust the older guys. If Melo's not making those threes and if 
uh, uh, Westbrook can't make uh, jumpers when he's open or whatever it, it, it is, it's going to alter what, what the game plan is. So, so is it star-driven? Do you got a lot of big names and it looks impressive? Look at the roster. Oh, my God. Look at all these guys. Right? It sounds good. It feels good. But I'm not so sure that it really fits. And we won't know. Like you say, they're not going to get out of the box fast, and we'll see how they are the first 15 or 20 games. But this is a work in progress, and this is a team that everything has to go right. That's the reason I didn't pick them last year against the Suns or to get to the finals. I thought too many things have to go right, and what happened? Both of their guys wound up being hurt, and uh, they got knocked out prematurely. Now wait a minute. Now you say you're not saying I'm not going to pick them to miss the playoffs, but you're expecting them to finish like in the bottom of the West, like in the playing rounds. You're you're expecting things to go. No, that I didn't wrong say that. I'm just saying that it, it, I think early on it'll be a struggle. I don't know. I have to see the other teams. I think there are a lot of good teams out West uh, that people think like people are trying to poo-poo the Suns. Like what they did last year didn't matter. I think obviously Denver's better. You saw what they did in their first game. Denver's better. Um, Utah's a good team. We saw the Clippers get to the Western Conference Finals without Kawhi. I think if you discount them and think they were down big last night and came storming back, they didn't win the game in Golden State, but but it shows you what kind of firepower that they still have on that team. Um, and, you know, are there four or five teams better than the Lakers? It just depends on how the Lakers shake out, but it's not automatic that the Lakers will be a top four team. See, I, I look at it this way. All the other teams in the West, nobody got better, right? The Lakers are the one team that went out and got the big player. You really think so? You don't, you don't think Denver's else, better? Nobody, De- you Denver, don't think Denver's Denver better? Denver is hoping that Jamal Murray's going to come hoping. back and be the Jamal Murray that he was. And Denver's the same team they were a year ago. You don't think that right? with Jamal Murray, they're better? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you didn't add, like, you're expecting, okay, let's get back to where well, he we was were. hurt. You didn't have to add him. Okay. He's, it's, it's an addition. Without having to add somebody, it's just that he would. They were without him. Right. I, th- I think they got better. And what happened when they were healthy in the bubble? The Lakers beat them, right? So it's not. So the so the Nuggets didn't go out and get better. They're hoping an injured player comes back and 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 they play. But they didn't get better, right? The Jazz are hoping Donovan Mitchell stays healthy, right? And then but they didn't get better. The Suns coming off the finals last year, they didn't get better. It, it's still the same. Nobody else got better. They're all hoping that with injuries and guys coming back. We can do what we want. The Lakers were aggressive, and they went out and got Russell Westbrook. They have the, the oldest team work. in the NBA. The Lakers might have gotten better by name recognition, but I'm not so sure they're a better team. This is not a better team than the team that won the championship in 2020. They got stars. They got got four guys on the uh, all 75, best 75 player list or whatever, you know, the, the 75th anniversary list. So, so I, I'm not so sure that the Lakers are better other than name recognition and star power. They put together stars. I'll give you that. But does it fit, Jason? That's what people don't know. Does it really fit together? And are the Lakers going to be able to uh, make this all work? And for people who keep saying, uh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. That, that's just not cool. That's not good enough to just say they'll be fine? Because my question to you would be, based on what? That they'll be fine. Based on the track record of LeBron, 
and Anthony Davis and bringing in one of the top point guards of the past 12 years who's still a pretty young 33. How has he done come postseason? He's he's underachieved in the postseason, but also now he's on the best team he's ever been on. So I I I, I as long as they let him be himself, I feel good. I, I think the Lakers are going to be just fine. But that that's that's what worries me is when Frank Vogel says he's got to fit into our system. That, that, that now you just added a guy who's gonna he's gonna sit around with eight points a night and five assists and six rebounds and disengage and he's gonna sulk. Because it's going to be, why did you bring me here? Now that, that I've given you, that's a big concern because they have to turn this team over to Russell Westbrook and say, okay, here are the keys. You make it work, LeBron. You make it work. Be healthier for the postseason. We're not going to have you worry about carrying the mail as much. The same thing with AD. Let's turn the keys over to Westbrook. That's going to be eventually what the Lakers do because they're, they're going to try this for a while and hopefully they see all right, it's not going to work. Let's go back to why we got Russell Westbrook, and here he is being the triple-double guy. But if they don't do that, I'm with you. Then then they're in trouble. But i got to think at some point they realize, okay, this is why we got Westbrook. we got to let him do his thing. Yeah. Uh, I, it just was sketchy when they made the deal and the team they put together and they brought back all the, like, let's put the band back together. They got rid of Dwight Howard. Uh, they, they brought him back. You know, like, like these are all older guys. And in the NBA, it just seems weird that you think the oldest team in the NBA is going to win a championship. I just, not in this league, not with the type of players that are out there. I just don't see it happening. And I don't, not that I'm wishing it on anybody, I don't think that they're all going to be able to stay healthy. I just don't. And, and we saw what happened last year when Anthony Davis got hurt. Jason, am I making up a story that he's been hurt almost every year? Yeah, he does get hurt. He does get hurt. He also won a championship. So there's that. That was the year that they had four months off because of the pandemic. Okay. Yeah, okay. But it doesn't mean he didn't win. doesn't mean he wasn't phenomenal in the playoffs all the way through. You can't, you can't just say that didn't happen. Twitter right out about a fresca, Rob at Rob Parker, FS1. See, I knew he'd find a way to disagree eventually. We were on the same page with Russell Westbrook, and then we Until found then, you know, exactly. Hang on, I got to give you a hang on. There you go. You get the you get the Victor Brick Gong right there. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker FS1, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Rogan and Roddy today. Coming up next, former Dodger GM, sports at LA analyst Ned Coletti stops by to preview the big weekend in Atlanta for the Dodgers. This is AM570 LA Sports.